Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Triassic Park. Yes, I know last week was a very special episode of Triassic Park, but this is a very special month because this is our very first crossover episode. As this podcast will be dealing with the first two movies in the Power Rangers franchise. I know it technically breaks the rules of this podcast. But, uh, and our last movie in the franchise will be covered on Milkshakes and Mimosas, my other podcast. And of course, it's not because one podcast has more listeners and I want that number to shift over to the other podcast. No, no, no. This is natural. This is cool. This is hip. Like a Power Ranger kid in the 90s. Let's talk about the Power Rangers. It is probably pretty difficult to immerse yourself in the background of the Power Rangers fully because there is a lot to it. There are huge Power Rangers nerds, and there is a pretty complex history behind the franchise, and that is before it was even made. See, Power Rangers is mostly based off of the series Zoo Ranger from Japan, although second and third seasons brought in Dai Ranger and Kaku Ranger, two other entries in the Super Sentai franchise. The Super Sentai franchise goes all the way back to 1975 with Go Ranger, or if you're in uh, the mid-90s and you want to retcon everything like Toei Studios did, they now call Battle Fever J the very first Super Sentai team. So there you go. Confused yet? Well, I hope you're not, because guess what? Battle Fever J was actually a co-production with Marvel Comics. It was originally supposed to be a Marvel show. And it was made directly after the Toei 1970s Spider-Man show, which has Spider-Man, the emissary of hell, with his robot Leopardon. And weirdly enough, that's what brought the giant robot to the Sentai franchise. It was Spider-Man, a character who never dealt with giant robots until he was made in Japan. So I guess we have Marvel Comics to thank for Power Rangers. So thanks, Marvel. The series that the movies were based off of, at least the very first two movies, um, the first one was based off of mainly off of Zoo Ranger. They made wholly new suits for the, the movie, but... Zoo Ranger was made in 1992, which is before Jurassic Park, and that's how it ties into this podcast. Fuck you. Again. And yeah, so that's pretty much it. In 1995, they released their edited version, and it became the smash hit that was Power Rangers, which got Ranger fever going in the States. And they went everything from, you know, tattooed teenage fighters, alien fighters from Beverly Hills to a show called Vampires. They all existed, and they were all rip-offs of Power Rangers. But we're going to talk about the films of the Power Rangers franchise today. And thank goodness, I'm not joined alone. I have three special guests. So let's talk about the Rangers that we have with us. First off, let's talk about the undeniable Blue Ranger of the group, Michael Dodd. Hello, Michael. Hey, how's it going? It is a good thing to be back here on the show. I will probably be your resident unofficial Power Rangers expert. I have been a fan of the franchise since the 1990s. I've seen every single movie in theaters on opening day. 
um, with the exception of the 2017 one, because I was sick at that time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've got a lot of memories. I got a lot of toys. I can speak extensively to that, the comic books and everything else. Um, I'm super hyped to talk about this. Perfect, perfect. Our resident Tommy Oliver, Kyle, hello. Oh my god, how dare you. I am <laughs> very, very offended. You couldn't compare me to Johnny Young Bosch, no. You had to compare me to Tommy Oliver. It's okay, that's just the best. And somehow, bulk and skull simultaneously, Jason. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here to ruin the podcast. Um, Much like... um life and my role in every other podcast i'm coming from a place of ignorance uh, <laughs> i have ne- i've seen maybe one episode of power rangers in my entire life um, and- that's not true you've seen two because i've definitely shown you you had to watch two last okay, year well, for okay, behold maybe. an electric terror when i made yeah, us no. compare the episode where of zoo ranger where satan appears with the corresponding footage for the japanese show for sorry for power rangers which brought in a little person and was extremely weirdly offensive yeah and when they murdered all those children and put them in a pillar in the middle of the you know that was that that's better than anything that happened in any of these movies but, yeah, you know. yeah. So let's so let's kind of go down the horn and kind of get everyone's impressions with the franchise as a whole. Uh, and we'll, we guess we'll start on that first movie. Mike, you said you were like a big fan. What drew you to Power Rangers, and what was it like being there for the first movie? Okay, so going back in time, all the way to the mid nineteen nineties, I remember being in the sixth grade when Power Rangers really started. The movie came out. What year was it? 1995. 1995. So I was still in middle school or beginning high school shortly. And going to the theaters, I was super hyped for it because the second season of Power Rangers, I'm pretty sure, had just aired. Um, I saw the poster for this and there was the White Ranger looking all awesome and everything. I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be so cool. going to see big screen Thunderzord. Um, but going to the movies was totally... This movie was so 90s in a way I can't describe it to you. Um like complete with skydiving with snowboards or some somehow um so very get any more 90s than the red hot chili peppers yes i was gonna say that too with with their whole soundtrack in this movie wonder how fucking dare you and they might be giants for god's sakes this this soundtrack to this movie is 90s as fuck and rollerblading rollerblading to uh, fuck so it goes from the red hot chili peppers right to then rolling rollerblading to free ride like we're watching yep. Days to Confused. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So <laughs> like being there in the theater, uh, like I was in a very small town of like twenty thousand people. I remember I was the oldest person in the theater by at least four or five years, so that was a little weird. Um, but all of us are really excited. Um, as the movie went on, yeah, we we're the hype was still maintained. The only part where things kind of fell apart you probably know where I'm going with this is when the ninja Megazord makes its appearance, which looks nothing like the Japanese toy or <laughs> it's very weird looking. And then when Ivan ooze turns into the scorpion thing and that glorious CGI. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and we had Jurassic park like a couple years beforehand. So we're like, what the fuck? Um, 
and this is Fox money here, so they should have dumped more money into this, um, because they had the Japanese toys to reference for this, so they could have done a better job if they wanted to. So but, weirdly enough, when they when they did don't don't I just mean to chime in a little bit with production history for this movie. It's very weird because they made this movie entirely in Australia, and because they uh, the shooting for the like the film went on so long, they were actually doing episodes of the Power Rangers and filming episodes of the Power Rangers in Australia to make it so that it was airing on TV and they were doing the movie and it was airing on TV and they were doing the movie. So like they were doing everything like at the exact same time, which is why there are a few very weird episodes. I think there's an episode that uh, either bulk or skull directed during this time, just because they were like so desperate. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was something else I heard about production where um, bulk and skull would often get very drunk and just, hang around Melbourne and because they weren't getting paid for some yep. shoot days. So they're like, let's go fuck around. And they, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. There's an amazing fan made doc on this movie that like is, I think like two hours long. Like it's a long doc. Like somebody made a fan made documentary where they went and interviewed a bunch of people and they like got a lot of archive archival footage. And you can also find like a lot, like for the very first movie, there is a lot of just like, clearly just like australian crew members who just filmed what they were doing so they just there's a whole bunch of like weird little behind the scenes footage you can get of like just like these australian guys touring the sets and they're like y'all this is the megazord as you can see look at all these buttons i'm sure they do something i don't fucking know and like they're just like weird and like off the cuff and it was it's uh it's very interesting to see but um, they did some like weird, crazy, dangerous stunts. Like there's that scene where the, oh goodness gracious, Mike, you have to help me here. The bird things. What are they called? Oh, the, the, um, Tengu warriors, the Tengu warriors, the discount birdies from McDonald's, uh, that, that come down. There's a scene where they, they, they like come from the sky and land on that construction site and they were hanging off of a crane really high in the sky with like wires to do that stunt so like that was a dangerous ass stunt for a bunch of bird people falling to come into the ground to land i think i want to i want to say there was something with like one of the harnesses let somebody drop 30 feet and then it caught them or something ridiculous i seem to remember hearing that somewhere but i can't i'm not 100 percent sure on that well, it was um, cheap, man. It was a cheap movie, but they tried to, they made it work. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that really impressed me with this movie, I was really happy with the redesign of the suits. They weren't just the spandex. They looked like armor, which added about 30 or 40 pounds to each performer's, you know, um, attire and whatnot. Like, I remember being really uh, impressed when um, Rocky has the tyrannosaurus red ranger helmet comes down and puts like this like visor heat vision thing down <laughs> and then um aisha gets lights in the saber tooth tiger helmet which looks so stupid um and then randomly all the rangers get secondary weapons like kimberly gets something billy gets like this stegosaurus blaster thing like this it's like a like taser thing. it's like a whip and a taser all in one because you know that's how that's how things work and then they um, randomly kill saba he just disappears um 
that was like the fuck. Um, <laughs> and now he's not the white tiger ranger. He's the Falcon Ranger or something like, yeah, I, they, they do some stuff with Tommy. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so I guess Next. before we get too far into it, it does sound like on the, of the day, it sounded like it was pretty fun. I need to get everyone else's first opinions. Um, Jason, you're new to this, right? You had never seen this movie before. If, um, if the FBI were to break into this house, which is definitely possible, um, and they were to review the notes I have of this film, they would assume it was like a terrorist manifesto in code. Like, it is just lines of things that happen in this movie. I have like 15 pages of notes, and it's all like, he just turned into a helicopter and flew away. The Yellow Ranger has headlights. Um, <laughs> they... <laughs> um, it's just he's he's giving them ooze like it's just fucking sentences of things that happen it's not even like anything any commentary guys I loved this fucking movie <laughs> straight up I <laughs> I'm just gonna be straight up this movie Paul Freeman who's Belloc in Raiders of Lost Ark playing Ivan Ooze is a revelation he is um amazing every moment he's on screen i fucking love it there's a scene there's a scene in raiders of the lost ark when you know when like indy's got his got you know he's got the rocket launcher and he's about to destroy the ark of the covenant to stop the nazis and belloc goes this this is history and when he says that he eats a bug he eats a bug and when he ate that bug the bug infected him and caused him to accept this role so that bug we can thank for one of the greatest villain performances of all time. This is a drag show performance. Like, like this, I missed the Black Plague, Inquisition, <laughs> the Brady Bunch reunion. Like, I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. He this went in all, like too good for this movie, and, and and like you have to realize how long it would have took to do all the makeup for Ivan Ooze, right? He's like, still in that makeup. That's I think so he does long. it every day. <laughs> he still does it. He just shows up to dinner at night. It's me, baby. I'm Ivan. Ooh. This performance is like if Thanos put on the mask from the mask. <laughs> oh my god. He's hey, like, that is stop me. It's that that amazing. is brilliant. That is it's brilliant. Amazing. It's amazing. I, I I can't say enough good. This is my favorite movie of all three. Spoiler: alert. This movie, I could watch this every day of my life. I fucking loved it, and I have perfect no. Um, and, and, you know, um, some of the stuff you mentioned about, um, you know, being disappointed, like I didn't have any of that baggage, right? Like of some, of some of those things. So I think that did help me enjoy this movie probably a little bit. Cause you really needed nothing. Like the first 10 minutes of this movie is like a skate video. They're like jumping out of airplanes and riding around on, you know, on rollerblades. It's like, um, you need to know nothing coming pretty into much. this movie. Pretty much, so, pretty much. How, how about you? Let's go to the action boy now. Kyle. Well, funny you should ask that. Um, I don't know. Warts and all, I actually really enjoyed the first movie. Uh, there's so much 90s nostalgia for me in Power Rangers. I mean, uh, I grew up watching the TV show. I loved it. I, I love martial arts. I love watching martial arts-based action movies. I always loved it. This is very particular with me, but in Power Rangers, but I especially love when I see the humans, like, fight the monsters. Like, not as, like, the humans in their Power Ranger suits, but when they're just in their standard clothing. I've always really enjoyed that. So, 
seeing that, you know, on the big screen, I really dug it. Uh, and plus, you gotta love that amazing, awesome 90s soundtrack. I mean, if there's one thing that the Nostalgia Bomb hit me with, it's that soundtrack. I mean, you got They Might Be Giants, you got Red Hot Chili Peppers, for God's sakes. You, you got... You it got, it you ends got the, with I Have the Power. You got the amazing uh, UK uh, pop duo Shampoo. You have all this, like, catchy-as-hell music. Uh, you got Van Halen, for God's sakes. Uh, I mean... Sammy Hagar Van Halen at that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So you got this, like, amazing soundtrack. And not to mention, just as the uh, resident uh, trans man nerd over here, but uh, uh, the movie also spawned off some pretty damn good video games, if I do say so myself. Yeah? Yeah, the one for the Super Nintendo is hard as fuck, though. Um, uh, I've actually won CC'd that game several times. I love it. It's one of my favorite uh, licensed video games. Wow, you're better. What? You're you're a better gamer than me, then. What does oh, one stop. What does one CC mean? Uh, one credit clear. Oh, I'm cool and hip. I'm not a fake. Hello, fellow kids. I'm. I was. <laughs> I I was hip during the '90s. I think. I, I think we've we've mentioned a lot of bops in the soundtrack, but we haven't heard the we haven't talked about the song for which I will go down the aisle when I get married, and that is I with the greatest bad music video of all time where like all of the Power Rangers are just like jumping up to tie-dye backgrounds oh, and yeah. it, I just imme- I, I immediately threw I, that on and started singing to my cats and my cats were like can can we get a different dad what is like, this human doing what is wrong with you I'm like get best get used to it Alpha our Five feed for machine is doing stuff what is this <laughs> yeah exactly what what is wrong with the feeder somebody needs to whack in a few times i um i want to say i had to watch this movie i'm just just to say how much i love this movie i like called out of work i was like i'm stopping this right now i started watching it while i was at work it was like i'm taking time off to watch this movie wow That's how much i enjoyed it and then i started watching the second one and i was like uh I, i'll go back to work <laughs> you're like oh, i'll work overtime i've we'll get to the second movie eventually let's just stick on the first movie for now so i need to know this is going to be an oddly specific question what does everyone think about mordant the pig uh let's go down the let's go down the line dot mordant the pig thoughts why see it's such a good costume why was this not carried over into the series that's what I want to know. I'm he was just hoping... visiting. He was he was supposed to be great. He, okay, in the in the, I looked this up because uh, as uh, Mordant the pig's pig's number one fan, uh, I have to know everything about him. He was apparently a cousin of Goldar. <laughs> nice. That's his background, and he I'd was just there. I'd love to see how they work that into the comics. I mean, like, it's such a good costume design. I thought the character was actually really funny. Yeah, he um, is actually pretty funny. I would. I wish they kept this character around. I mean, him and Rito Revolto could have had adventures, like in the third season of Power Rangers. It could have been like the Three Stooges, but no. Oh that's, man, that's a future timeline we will never see. Just wait till. Just wait. Wait until they give me a chance to write the comics, and you'll get the Mordant the Pig one shot that everyone has always asked for. Fuck can I, can yes. I, can I ask a question of my more knowledgeable uh, podmates here? 
creature. Why is everyone a prehistoric creature except for Tommy, who's white lightning? Was he moonshine? Was okay, he okay. So here's what you need to know about Tommy. The reason why Tommy is a white ranger is because in the original f franchise that it's based off of, which is Zoo Ranger, Tommy was the Green Ranger, which was like the Dragonzord, right? So he started out as a Green Ranger, but they had to switch him to the White Ranger because in the original Power Rangers Zoo Ranger show, the Green Ranger fucking dies. Because the Green Ranger is, he's like, um, he's the brother of the in, the, in the Zoo Ranger show, he's the brother of the Red Ranger, and in order to use the powers of the Dragonzord and to come to their aid, each time he does it, there's like a candle that like slowly burns down, and once that candle goes out, that character is dead. So right. in saving his brother and working well with the team, he eventually dies. And so they came to the salute problem where they're like, well, shit. So if you watch the original Power Rangers, the reason why Tommy always shows up last, like there are so many episodes where Tommy shows up way later than everyone else, it's because of how the footage of Zoo Ranger worked, where that guy, he wasn't there from the beginning because he wasn't really part of the team. He was like their trump card, or he was like the villain at first. So that's why he would come out afterwards and come out later but eventually he died so they're like oh fuck what are we gonna do so then they went to die ranger which was the next season and the next series and that had the white ranger so they used that footage and those costumes to try and mix in with the zoo ranger footage and they eventually had to change the zoo ranger footage to one of the other footage franchises but they had it where that's why they, they had to transition Tommy earlier than everyone else. Now, there was concept art and production stuff done for the movie where there was a Green Ranger version. Really? At one point, yes, there was concept art done. And they're like, well, if things don't work out, we could do this because they wanted to. Yeah, that would have been, been awesome. I, don't I mean, it wasn't canon anyway, so like they could have done whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think I like the White Ranger look better with the movie costumes. The Green Ranger costume redesign, I wasn't a huge fan of. So um, I think they made the right call ultimately. Plus, it would have been confusing during the during the toy offerings that year by Bandai. So right, if you're yeah. pushing a certain product, you want to make sure it's matching what's on shelves. Right. Well, I get that. I get that the OG Power Rangers was like ripping off Zoo Rangers and using footage from it, right? But at this juncture, Power Rangers is making a shit ton of money, right? Holy so, shit! You have no idea. Well, <laughs> the reason why they're making money though is because they're insanely cheap, right? Like well, every and, kid I knew watched Power Rangers. Like, yeah, but like, here's the thing: like Haim Saban is a very smart man. Haim Saban doesn't spend a dime he doesn't need to. That is that is what he is so good at with the Power Rangers. He's Haim just Saban, on a vault full of gold okay. coins like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah okay, but is. listen to this. He sold it to a, for a huge profit. He sold the Power Rangers to Disney. Disney had no fucking clue what to do with the Power Rangers, and they tanked the franchise. Then he bought it back for a fraction of the price and brought it back up to being popular. Because Haim Saban is a fucking boss, and he can even... Wink out and fuck over Disney because he is the best. 
But I guess well, my, my question, though, is, like, why not still... I mean, you could use all that stuff and still make him have, like, a um, prehistoric creature or something. Or instead of white well, I, I think because they don't ever use their zords, it didn't really matter. Right, yeah, okay. like that. I think, I think, yeah. like had had it had they actually featured the OG Zords in the movie, which I bet you they didn't because they knew that they're if they tried to CGI those classic Zords and failed horribly, I think everyone would have died on the inside. <laughs> like I think everyone well, they watching already kind of did. Look at the CG in that. Also, let's not overly praise Heim Saban here. Like, uh oh, yes, uh oh, what did he do? What did he do? Yes. Oh, oh, no. you, don't, you don't know. Oh, oh, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> He's kind uh, of a scumbag. Uh, uh, yeah, he is. He's kind of a scumbag. Let's not overly praise the capitalism here. Oh, yes. I, I want to hear it. Oh, God. What did he do? What did he do? What didn't uh, he do is a much better question. Uh, I was, yeah, uh, I'd let the, view, the listeners at home figure that out. Go do some research. It's not that hard. Oh, great. Let's look. I'm Saban controversy. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. I mean, I'm obviously going to look Andrew, this up. for God's sakes. The not-so-secret agenda of Haim Saban. What? Haim Saban calls Keith Ellison an anti-Semite. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, Schleppen to Moglodom. What is that? He also, where he... Blah, 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 blah. So he's a billionaire. Yep. Um, There's problem number one. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Well, uh, Haim Saban is bad, and we don't we don't like Haim Saban on this podcast. Um, so, you know, uh, um, yeah, so we're not going to edit that out other than to say, guess what? Andrew was wrong. Haim Saban, bad. No, no likey to Haim Saban. Okay, we should get so five guillotines to form together into a giant guillotine. <laughs> together so... they shall form Jeff Bezos. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about something that can't be controversial at all. What do you think of Babyface Ugly Zordon the the prune? Um, Kyle, since you're educated, before I find out like that, I don't know, that version of Zordon did a horrible thing. I'm going to, I'm going to throw to you first, Kyle. You did something problematic in his 20s. Just throw it at me. Like, here you go. You started this asshole. Oh, no, it's the fact that I, I have a better, I have a confidence in your, uh, cultural, um, acumen. Okay, so... I'm sorry. What did you want me to do? What? What do you what do you, what do you think of the the baby face Zordon when he gets like blown out? Uh, I think the makeup effects are pretty interesting. They're they're unique. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What do you think about like the makeup as a whole? Like, are you a fan of Ivan Ooze or no? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. Just uh, seeing that purple gooey shit all over the place like that also reminded me of the 90s i mean you got like nickelodeon gack you got slime slime everywhere i don't know what it was with kids back then but everyone just really loved seeing slime and ooze and stuff just ophiate all over the place and just just seeing goopy stuff everywhere like that was such a thing for kids back then i don't know if they're still into that nowadays oh yeah yeah, slime is huge right now oh wow okay well, dang! Good. All right then. Good to know. Good to know. And I and you know you witnessed me get the podcast equivalent of slimed when I learned the truth about Haim Saban. <laughs> um, so okay, um, Jason, what are your? You know, I you you spoke some platitudes about the movie, but I want specific thoughts. I want to know what you think of this movie as a whole. 
I, I, I mean, I am being 100% honest. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Like, nice. it, it was nonstop fun. I mean, there were, obviously, it's basically like a two-hour Looney Tune. You know, like, <laughs> it, it is ridiculous. It's funny. Like, um, you know, uh, Brian Spicer, who directed this, like, he, it's, he's sort of kind of good at this, um, playing this, like, kind of, like, I, I don't know, he's directed a whole bunch. He directed, like, all the Lone Gunman stuff for the X-Files and things like that. Um, he he kind of gets this, like, kitsch, um, like, wink at the audience. There's so many, like, movie references in this. Like, they do a Welcome to Jurassic Park thing. I was wondering what Andrew was feeling about when, like, Ivan News is just dropping Freddy lines and stuff. Um, and I don't know, it just all kind of comes together for me. It's really stupid, obviously. It's a really, really stupid film, but it kind of knows it's stupid in a way. Um, and it kind of elevates it. And, and I really uh, appreciated that about it. Like, I, it just is not, um, it's not trying to do anything, it, it, anything other than what it is, you know, a Power Rangers movie should be, which is just silly, fun. Um, I, I think everyone mentioned the, like, martial arts stuff is ridiculous, but it's fun. Like, it's just a fun movie. I, I, I really would give this... I actually legitimately uh, like the martial arts sequences in this movie. Like, yeah. uh, well, they're a little over-exaggerated because, you know, it's a kid's movie, but, like, I don't know, there's some pretty decent fight scenes. I would yeah, say it's better yeah. than, um, cause, so, I, I would say, I would put it about on a, the same level that I would maybe the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, because it's a great the, comparison, actually. The, yeah. the second yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, movie got a little, like, it got bad, like, because they weren't able goofy. to use, yeah, they, well, they weren't able to use their weapons because there was so much controversy from the first movie, yeah. right? So, so I think that this is perfectly fits on that level of TNMNT1, the original one oh there's a lot of ones but anyways i liked it um, um I the 1990s movie yeah. yeah yeah immediately after watching this i went and read the uh, roger ebert review of this film what did he go did he go was he like i really i love dulcia i think that dulcia is the best i want to marry dulcia <laughs> he's yeah clearly the that's the best thing to do yeah, I well, I hate myself, so I like to read Roger Ebert reviews. So, um, I he he, he was like, um, this movie is going to sap the imagination of children. Right? <laughs> what? Which what? Is like, the most like, thing I've ever. This movie is jam packed full of. This, like the movie dresses up like a wizard and gives children ooze, which turns their parents into zombies. I what? love that idea. What? That he fucking thinks that this movie is what they show in the Dark Crystal to steal all the Galfling's essence. Let's never like, forget though about Roger Ebert. No matter what you can say about the guy, the motherfucker loves Reanimator. <laughs> that movie's the shit, man. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying. The guy loves Reanimator. That's that's true. That's true. And he also wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, okay, Dodd, I want to get your kind of your general opinions of the movie and like whether or not you think it kind of holds up now or what what you kind of think uh, in general of the the very first Power Rangers movie. I think in general, the fact that it doesn't take place in continuity, I think hurts it in a way. I mean, looking back at the time period, because this could have been a really good jumping on point 
for a lot of new Power Rangers fans, and I guess it did spawn a new generation because it did spawn, it did introduce the Ninjetti powers, which were introduced in in the season three anyway. We got the Falcon Zord, we got the Ninja Megazord. It it, it introduced a lot of cool toys. Uh, big 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 fan of those. Um, I think Ivan Ooze is a fantastic villain. I can't wait. Till hopefully he shows up in the Boom Studio comics at like some point. Um, the costume design in this movie is fucking fantastic. Um, one of the coolest things that was released when Bandai America held the license in the United States is they released a series of movie accurate morphers. You could get Tommy as the White Ranger, you could get Rocky, you could get um, Kimberly's, and you could get billies um in the proper colors with no the proper points yeah yeah it was weird like you didn't get and you didn't get one for adam you didn't get one for aisha and they'd be simple redecos love for aisha jesus yeah i was like the so fuck the guys? asian guy and black woman get left out that's nice although if i had to go back and get those morphers because they were clearing them out at toys r us like they used to be like a hundred bucks they were blowing them out at like ten dollars at, at like one point um, I would have got Kimberly's because I love the pink. It just it it pops so well. Fun um, fact: I went as the Pink Ranger for Halloween as a kid because she's fucking awesome and she has the yeah. coolest looking helmet of the originals besides yep. Tommy. I love that swooping uh, front to hers. Um, overall, though, I think it was nice to see Power Rangers on the big screen. It made people take the franchise, in my opinion, a little bit more seriously because, like, hey. Hollywood's involved. It's not just a show for kids anymore. And it was goofy fun in, in, in terms of what it brought to theaters. I mean, by no means is it a masterpiece, but it's a slice of the 1990s that you can't get away with making now unless it's parody. This movie knew what it was. It celebrated what it was. And it didn't treat the Power Rangers terribly, I thought. One of the things I thought that would have been interesting... Um, I know at one point they wanted uh, the woman who plays uh, Detective Benson on Law & Order SVU to play Dulcia. They filmed with her for like two or three weeks, but she wanted to go home for Christmas. And they said, well, you can't because we're in Australia and no. So she's like, well, then I'm dropping out. And that's why you got the new actress, if I recall this fact correctly. Yeah. I would like to have seen that lost footage just There's as like photos. a bonus. Yeah, I've seen the photos, but I would love to see just a scene with her because that would have been so, so interesting. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Nice, nice. And uh, Kyle, um, you know, I'm going to give my thoughts last just in case I like someone who's bad. So, uh, Kyle, um, (laughs) what? (laughs) Just call me Captain Bringdown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's appreciated. I it, it's hilarious though because uh, Jason can attest. I'm usually Captain Bring Down. Like I usually am always like, yeah, yeah, this person's a scumbag. So I'm impressed um, that I that I completely got this lost by on this one. So uh, I'm sorry. What did you? What did? Uh, what's up? What did you want oh. me to do? What's up? Uh, just yeah. like your general opinion, like I, I, you know, give me final thoughts yeah, sure. on on Power um, Rangers the movie and I think break the movie down. Is, uh, pretty solid. I'm surprised it hasn't had some type of a Blu-ray release yet, especially for like '90s cash grab nostalgia. I think uh, Shout I Factory that... did one. Oh okay, no, nice. Shout, Fa- Shout Factory did one for Turbo. 
I don't think I don't think Shell Factory did one for Mighty Morphin, but I could be wrong. I know there is a Blu-ray, but I thought it was like a bare bones one. Let me take a look. I hope there is one because it kind of deserves it. Honestly, like the uh, the film quality of the movie is really impressive, especially for what they were going for. I feel like they knew they were going for a big budget movie, so like the filming quality of the movie is really nice. Uh, solid action sequences. It's a shame there's so much CGI because otherwise it's a pretty solid little fun 90s nostalgia movie. Uh, great it soundtrack. Is, yeah. I especially have to so- uh, shout out that soundtrack. It, that's a dope soundtrack. You wouldn't expect it to really go that far, but it really does. There's some really good bangers in there. Uh, not to mention uh, the game, uh, the movie, uh, yeah, uh, shit went to go sell off to a bunch of really great licensed video games. Uh, the Super Nintendo game, the Sega Genesis game, the Game Gear game, all are great video games. And uh, Dodd was right, uh, yet again on this podcast. This podcast is actually going to be called Andrew's Wrong, uh, because there is a Shout Factory Blu-ray. And it's not. It doesn't look like it's bare bones either. It looks like it's got a little bit of a featurette on it. So. Well, that's good it, to hear. It, it it actually does have uh, new featurettes with uh, new interviews with the cast and crew, and nice. it's like a, a looking back, and it has all the archival stuff that has been previously released. And as of right now, it is only twenty bucks, and it looks fantastic. I have yeah. a copy. That's a nice. pretty dope price. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. And amazingly, like, when you look for the people they got for the interviews, Paul Freeman came back, man. Like, nice. Paul Freeman, he uh, must have loved playing Ivan Ooze, like, unironically. Yeah. You could totally tell he did. I wonder how much of his lines were just ad-libbed. <laughs> oh, like, honestly, had... because it seems like he's having a little too much fun. <laughs> it does. It does. He seems like uh, he... Honestly, like, Jason made made a joke about Freddy Krueger, but, like, this is the exact, like, performance that Robert England gives us, like, late-era Freddy, right. and, like, it's it's outstanding to see the Power Rangers go up against Freddy Krueger. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just perfect. Um, I could see him doing all this. Yes, um, now that I know Andrew, I can say this without um, before being Before you canceled. continue and give your opinion, I just want you to know that... Um... Dulcie is a turf, so you probably <laughs> no, Dulcie, oh, no, bastard, <laughs> no, uh, no, Dulcie is fine. Uh, he's just being mean, uh, making fun of me. Uh, yeah, so I thought that this movie was a lot of fun. I always start up this movie dreading it. Like every time I start this movie, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awful. I'm gonna hate it. And then like I watch the first five minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I actually really like this because it's like just batshit insane and it just keeps going it's really well paced there's a lot more and and it's a lot better the fight scenes than i expected or remember every time i watch it uh i'm especially impressed by just like the the gooeys what the hell are those things called the the piranatrons the piranha the piranatrons uh which are those big goo things that just explode in that construction site fight and i thought that oh no 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 kind of... i i thought you were talking about turbo sorry i got confused Oh, no, I'm not talking about Turbo. We'll get to Turbo. Oh, we'll get to Turbo. Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, so whatever those goo things are that just explode when they get punched and crashed into things. And I think that those fight scenes are surprisingly well done. I think a lot of the out-of-costume fight scenes, like Kyle mentioned, are particularly amazing. I especially like when they're going up against that, uh, I guess it's a Triceratops fossil, oh, yeah. but... Some creatures. 
yeah, but, like, when they're the ninjas, but, you know, they're on a different planet, so it's probably not a triceratops. It's just something that kind of looks like the fossil. Maybe it was always just a fossil and there was never skin. Listen. Whoa, it's a metal planet. Ivanus said he was, like, put away since before the bubonic plague and then was talking about the 1900s and snow globes, so don't think about it too hard. All right? Well, He's a me- wizard, damn it! He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Yeah, man, he uses wizard powers to learn all of the stuff that everything has If I've learned anything in 25 plus years of being a Power Rangers fan, I can always break it down to a wizard did it. I mean, how else did he learn about the Brady Bunch reunion? He had to learn about that. Like, he had to, like, do a lot of studying off camera. We don't see it, but he does a lot of research. He goes to a library and he reads all of, like, Roger Ebert's reviews of a bunch of famous movies and then went, The Brady Bunch reunion sounds terrible. I don't know why they came off of To be fair to him, I'll give the bad guy just this one bit of credit. That 90s Brady Bunch movie was pretty terrible. It's aged I saw that in theaters. It's aged. It has aged horribly. I thought Marsha was hot. But I'm going to hell. That's Christine Taylor for you. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I thought this movie was fine, a fine, a fine. Um, and yeah, so I, I always have a much better time than I expect when I when I start this movie up. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Um, let's go on to a movie that I don't think anyone would call a great time. I don't know if anyone would even call it a movie. I don't even know if it's time that can be measured like normal time. It does, it may rip apart the fabric of understanding about how physics work. Jason, what did you think of Power Rangers Turbo Larago's Big Adventure? I said it took uh, (laughs) Larago's Big Day Out. Um, I said I took about 15 pages of notes for the first film, and that's not an exaggeration. This film, I took like half a page of notes because I was just bored to fucking tears. Like, this movie I thought was horrific. Um, As much as I loved the first film, I hated this film to the same degree. Um, Except for the moment when the the ranger jumps up to, in the beginning, jumps to kick something and flies out of the ring and breaks his back. That was pretty great. Besides that, um, not so much. Like, I, I just didn't have much fun with this film. There's a crawl at the beginning, and I'm like, I don't even know what any of these words are. Like, it just did nothing for me from beginning to end. I was bored. They're bringing children in to be Power Rangers. Like, okay. I, I, no thanks. You know? It just seemed like a bunch of scenes stitched together that didn't amount to much. So, that's all. I don't have much more to say about this film, quite honestly. Fair. How do you feel knowing that there is a reported three-hour cut? Awful. I'd be really curious to see that. I I do not believe it. I saw this in the in the in the. Is, um, is that Zack Snyder's cut of this film? That okay? Seriously, I think it's. Oh goodness, who plays Rocky? Um, Johnny Young. No, uh, Steve Cardenas. I think. Yeah, Steve Cardenas. Um, he says, and he claims that there's a three hour cut of this movie and a bunch of stuff got cut, including fight scenes that explain why they are in the ocean to get like kidnapped on that sub. So they say all the Power Rangers Zeo like show up, have a fight, and then the fight gets messed up. And then that's why there is, 
there is evidence joke. to support this. Um, I saw a photo last year, and I think it was posted on, I think her name's Karen Ashley, the woman who plays uh, Aisha, or was it Tanya at this point? I can't remember. Um, the Yellow Ranger, and it shows her costume getting ruined. Like, like the like the turbo power or the Zeo powers weren't able to keep up with whatever um, Diva talks was throwing at them or something along those lines. And I remember reading that. And when they go to the power chamber, they're like, Zordon, we just got our asses kicked. What do we do? And that's when the power transfer sequence happens. If I that's, recall this right, I'm not a hundred percent on this. That that is kind of what I found in my research, but I found it hard to believe because I can't. I I was so surprised that they would cut out actual fight scene stuff because that's why you come to this movie. Like, why would like that's, there are so so much stuff where I would expect them to trim out. Like, I would I almost have to half expect them to just trim out all the human scenes just to get all the kung fu in. Well, like, here's the thing. I wonder if they did cut stuff. That you spent money on it. Why? Like yeah. from like from a production standpoint, unless That's the a great footage question. why spend money on any of this? Well, if it's not up to snuff, why would you like you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if this entire movie is up to snuff. Kyle I will say I, I well, oh, sorry. I just want to cut it one and I will shut up, I promise. Um one thing I did like about this film is making um skull and bulk because that's totally what they would fucking be when they got older and got out of high school is these fucking stupid fat slobs would become cops. So that's what I'm saying. And remember, kiddos, all cops are bastards. All cops are bulk. Um, <laughs> facts. Oh my god. I just want to like get a whole bunch of like cops footage and just add in the bulk and skull theme. <laughs> Kyle, what did you think of this movie? And what did you think, especially, of our one true savior? And I can say this because he's a puppet and not a person, Larigo. Yeah, wow. Uh, The pacing of this movie is so fucking boring. Like, I... Did they forget that they were making a movie? Because, like, something I can at least say about the first movie is that at least it's ambitious enough that it feels like a movie. Like, it feels like, okay, this is our movie, we're gonna do some really cool shit, we're gonna be super cool and fun and epic, where the second movie, it feels like it's direct-to-video. Like, the movie did get a theatrical release, but it still feels like it's it's direct-to-video. There, the there, it, it just the pacing feels boring. There's too much Larigo sequences. Uh, not enough of the Rangers doing stuff. Um, oh my God. Uh, the the haircuts are so goddamn '90s. It's painful. Like, good lord. Uh, Jason David Frank's long hair. That is the most '90s white guy thing ever. Like, you. It's so it's it's so white guy '90s that it's actually painful. Like it's physically painful for me. Like I can't take it. I can't take the white guy '90s. It's be careful. Ah! Be careful. Remember ah! that there was that one convention where that dude tried to kill Jason David Frank. So he probably has very defensive hey, hey, uh, hey. press guys now. True. Security. So we love your hair. We true, love your hair. True. Also, love your... also Jesus didn't tap. 
so there's that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I felt like the pacing to it, it was just boring. Uh, the fight sequences were also super boring. I was really disappointed. They like, uh, barely the, do anything. The, right? Like they fight that weird. They fight that weird turtle. Yeah, they fight clam the turtle chowder thing. The weird turtle monsters. I thought that was like the only interesting fight scene. It's like, oh, okay, there's some interesting fight scenes with that, and then that's about it. The rest of it's pretty boring. I'm surprised I didn't find the kid as grating as I thought I would. I thought he would be super annoying, but he actually wasn't. Blake Foster brings in a decent performance, and he's actually likable for what he's trying to be as a character um yeah he does feel like a kid and like not an annoying kid he just feels like an actual kid which is nice shaggy do he's just like oh yeah i'm a kid i guess i'm a power ranger now cool and you know he sounds like what a kid would be like if they were a power ranger like oh this is so cool whoa i can't believe i get to do this i'm gonna help fight and save the world I kind of wish he would have died, though, because that wouldn't have been amazing. Because, like, there's that scene where he, like, charges into battle like he's Sonya Blade in the Mortal Kombat uh, video, the Mortal Kombat animated series, and he just yells combat time every five seconds and charges oh, into battle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference for, like, two people. That would have been Is awesome. that from that really shitty CGI movie? <laughs> No, I'm talking about... So there's a Mortal Kombat animated series, like Defenders of the Realm. Oh, that's stupid. And the one. only character that uh, Sonya Blade has is she yells, it's combat time! And she just, like, runs in, and there's like one moment where Stryker's like, it's illogical for us to go in, it's combat time! And then she just, like, charges in, Leroy Jenkins style. Anyways, that kid just... The kid Power Ranger who's, like, blue, and he's, like, he's fully big, and he's a man now. Yeah. Um... He goes, I'm going to go and save everybody. I'm charging headfirst into the cave. And I wish he would have just like tripped and fell into the lava or something. That would have been great. So uh, just to be clear, the plot of this movie is. Lara, go on. Yes. (laughs) They kidnap like uh, Harry E.T. with a golden key so she can open a door to bone a lava monster. That's what the plot of this movie is, right? Yes. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. 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 Oh, you kink shaming? King no, I mean, hey, listen. Hey, we on this podcast are all for dominatrix can do what she wants. We're we all celebrate for Lergo, the sex fiend, on this podcast. Yes, I will give one shout out though uh, from the first movie end for this, but especially the first movie to Johnny Young Bosch for getting the kiss from the the lady uh, when they're trying to learn their ninja powers. I mean, Johnny Ongbosch gets all the pussy, so, you know, shout-outs to that. <laughs> you know what's funny? We did a show for Twig about ten years ago, and we interviewed Johnny Ongbosch, and we had him do that scene for us as a promo, a and he sounded so delightfully awkward. He's like, I'm a frog. And he just sounded so dejected. It was amazing. (laughs) He did a good job. That was, and by the way, that was an ad lib. He did a good job with that ad lib. He actually sounds disappointed. Like, oh, I'm a frog. Mm. (laughs) I can't even do it. That's how good he is. But he has nothing on Larago. Uh, Larago, who in the movie, I 100% believe had a one night stand with Alpha 5. They're old friends (laughs) in more ways than one. Yeah, okay, so Dodd, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so I'm going to be the odd man out here. So, okay, so when I first saw this movie in theaters, I was one of not very many people in the theater seeing this. So I was like, okay, 
That's not good. Um, by the end of this movie, I hated it. And I hated it for years. However, as the years have gone by and old age and dementia has started to set in, I've decided that I don't mind this movie as much as I used to in a lot of ways. Um, one of the things I do appreciate about this is the new costume design. Now, Turbo is not my favorite series of Power Rangers because it gets a little goofy at times. And the, the Sentai it was based on was also not a very serious Sentai either. Also, um, it's Cars. It's Cars. Who cares about Cars? Continue. Um, and... I do like how they do callback to the original Mighty Morphin because that's something Mighty Morphin didn't have was Jason and um, and, and and like him because we had Rocky at that time because they went off to the Peace Conference. AKA they wanted more money on the show and they said, nope. Um, so having Jason and Kimberly come back was kind of cool because in Turbo they have Cat who's the new uh, Pink Ranger. So I thought that was kind of cool that they brought back the some of the Mighty Morphin team because they knew that would draw people in who were fans of the franchise uh that way um big fan of them having the lieutenant stone i think was the guy who looked after bulk and skull and they turned in into monkeys um one of the things i liked about this movie more as time has gone on and it's probably because i'm a bigger fan of the toys i like the new megazord i think it's called the rescue megazord um big fan of that don't like I don't like how they're all cars because it's just, it looks like Menacer from Transformers G1 or maybe like, I don't know, the Protectobots or something. Um, but when it combines into the full Megazord form, that costume looks fucking fantastic. The lava monster looks kind of stupid. Um, they, Diva- so that is a new, that, that, that Megazord is wholly built for this movie. Yeah, it looks uh, And it great. does five things. But they re- I, they reuse the monster, so they probably reuse the Megazord at some point. But the monster was also originally made for this movie. Um, yeah. yeah, the the monster I know they reuse in another Power Rangers series at some point. I think it's in space. In space has a lot of like interesting continuity stuff. Yeah, because this leads into. Um, because uh, this movie is canon, it leads into the next season of Power Rangers where they introduce uh, the Blue Ranger, who is Justin, Blake Foster. And he actually gets a pretty cool arc because as Turbo leads into In Space, he's like, guys, I can't go with you. Someone else needs to take over as the Blue Ranger. And then when all the Turbo Rangers pass their powers to the new In Space people... I liked how there's that little bit of continuity, but I'm getting off track. Um, I liked Diva Talks as a bad guy. I thought she was wonderfully over the top. Her brother or her henchman is a fucking idiot. Can't stand him. Love his costume, but he's an, an idiot. Nephew. Thank you very much. Nephew. That's it. Uh, the Piranatrons, not as memorable as the Tengus or the Putties. They just never looked cool. Um, I think the coolest bad guys they've ever had are the putties or the grinders from RPM. Um, Boom, chicka bow. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else that I really like about this. Um, I find it's gotten better with time, but I agree with everybody here. When you say the pacing in this movie is all over the place, it's just, it's not very entertaining for long stretches of time. I think there are occasional moments where it's really good. Um, Blake Foster, I think, is a good point in this because he's a child actor and he could be a lot more annoying. Like, he could put in a Jake Level Lloyd performance of yippee, but he doesn't. 
it's a little bit more subdued than that, but he's still excited to be a Power Ranger, so it doesn't he doesn't overstay his welcome. Now, during the show, you you act with what they give you, so whatever. Um, overall, I think it deserves a little better than what it's gotten over time, but ultimately, it's probably the worst of the Power Rangers movies. We will be talking about that soon. But yes, I, um, I'm not a fan of this movie at all. I think it's watchable at parts. I do like a lot of the practical sets and the practical suits. There's a lot more of that on display. I honestly, there's like a, it feels like a 10 minute stretch, but it's probably only like five minutes where it's just Larago and it feels like you're watching the Star Wars holiday special all yeah, over again. Yeah, that was my oh. problem with the movie as well. The Larago scenes are just like, okay, come on, let's go, hurry up, come on, come on. Well, you didn't like the him first... uh, grunting and hooting for long stretches of this movie? No, I didn't, because I'm like, if this was the first movie, they would have done this in like a few seconds. Like, And he would have got karate on. chopped, like 100%. Like, something would have bashed the shit out of Larago. I mean, probably those apes, because by the way, you can't train chimpanzees, the apes. 100% tore apart that Larago suit. I do appreciate that Divitox did um, manage to call up a Rita Repulsa on a Yeah, that was phone. That was fantastic. That actually made me legitimately laugh. Uh, the performances, was that the same the act? Sorry. The performances from both Rita and uh, uh, what's the other villainess's name? I'm sorry. Lord Divitox. Oh, Divitox. 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 Lord Zed or Divitox? Uh, Divitox. That's, uh, since I said villainess and uh, uh, not villain, but uh, <clears throat> The sequence between Rita Repulsa and Diva Talks was actually very funny. I laughed. I got some legitimate uh, big laughs out of that sequence. That was very enjoyable. Yeah, I think. Oh, that's something we didn't talk about the first movie. But the way I don't didn't like I don't like the Lord Zed suit in either of these movies. It's a lot less um, gross because the Lord Zed suit in the first few seasons of Power Rangers actually looks like. Uh, sorry, season two onwards looks really gross. And you can tell they toned it down because they were making a movie out of it. And they don't want to be like, oh, he can't be inside out. It might terrify children. <laughs> the audience no, were so. trying to win over too. <sighs> um, yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, was that the same actress who played Rita in the first movie? Because there's a di- I don't know how many actresses portrayed Rita because I know there's at least Carla two. Perez. I'm just looking at the Right. Carla Perez. Carla Perez. Did she play her in the first movie as well? Or was she entirely new? I think she was in the original. Yep, yep. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. She's played by Julia Cortez in the Power Rangers movie, the first one. Oh, so, so it is a different actress. So, yeah, there's a lot of different actresses who have portrayed Rita over the years, and it's it's very noticeable in some cases and not as noticeable in others. In both these movies, you could tell it was not the original actress, but they do a good job. But the actresses who do take over the role of Rita do actually do a good job in it. So, uh, you know, can't bash that because it looks pretty. They looks pretty good. Larago, uh, I can't stand him. I don't like. I don't like how they spend a whole bunch of time on a boat because again, it makes me start making me think of that 1995 Mortal Kombat movie, and I want to be watching that. Because I'm always be thinking about Mortal Kombat. And the only um, decent sequence out of that boat sequence was that one fight scene against the turtle, the turtle monsters. I was like, oh, yeah. finally, something to wake me up. All right, finally. Yeah, and then Bulk and Skull become Norwegian for some reason. Yeah. Amy Jo Johnson does some stuff, and and Amy, um, and Amy Jo Johnson is always cool. So her doing cool stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm down for that. Amy Jo Johnson's always cool. Yeah, they do introduce the, like, evil rangers part near the that end, and you're like, awesome. oh, this that could have been interesting if they would have let them morph. That yeah. would have been fun, right? That like seeing like, 
Yeah, yeah, like seeing them Jimmy morph. Joe Johnson being a badass, like, yo, I'm there for that. Yeah, that was good. And I seeing... was thinking, like, do the Power Rangers not get the bends? Because the Power Rangers are talking about breaking out of the sub and, like, fly, f go, f going to the surface as fast as possible. Which made me think, can the Power Rangers get the bends? Or is that one... Technically, I could explain this in universe because I'm a dork. Please do. Please do. Okay, so oh in goodness. theory, the Morphin Grid does give the Power Rangers a certain degree of limited um, durability, and not just when they're morphed. So, like, for example, you don't see the Power Rangers too often sidelined with the flu, for example. So... <clears throat> The Morphin Grid would protect them, I'm presuming, from little things like this. Like, it would probably give them enough. They're, it, it, if they did get the bends, they'd probably recover from it remarkably quickly. So that would be my in-universe explanation, or a wizard did it. A wizard did it. Ah, yes, I am the wizard of the bends! Using my magical... Larago. <laughs> I can cure the bends, Larago. That's me. Grunt, grunt, hiss, hiss. It, it's his oddly specific spell. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, does Larago appear in Power Rangers Turbo, the show? I didn't... See, I stopped watching Turbo, um... For the yeah, most I can part. see why, by the way, given yeah. this movie. I can yeah, see why. this movie turned me right off of the franchise. I didn't come back to the franchise until Boom Studios and Shattered Grid in 2018. Uh, since then, I've watched Power Rangers, SPD, and RPM. Yeah, I think those are supposed to be the best of the Power Rangers, like just the base series, um, like the newer stuff. Um, but yeah... Yeah, anybody anybody have anything else to say about this movie before we close it? This is the nostalgia talking within me, but uh, I'm especially disappointed with the soundtrack for the Turbo Power Rangers movie. Nothing licensed. Like, they didn't really try to do anything with it. I'm ashamed. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I just find that just really uh, un just unfortunate because I felt like they could have really done some interesting music licenses, but no, the soundtrack's just kind of boring. Except... I will blame I will blame the movie on this. That stupid theme song is stuck in my head. Like Power Rangers Turbo Go. go da, 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 Power, Power Rangers Turbo, Turbo go. go. Like that that theme song stuck in my fucking head. Like yeah, Lord, that song. I have it stuck in my head. That song sucks. I hate it, but I also listen to it and I love it. Fucking yeah. kill me. I own the I own the soundtrack for this movie. By literally, the way, I don't. Literally I don't all of the why. Power Rangers like theme songs. They're all just ridiculously catchy it, it's just it's oh god it's inescapable yeah yeah so i think that this is going to be the end of our talk about power rangers the mighty morphin power rangers movie and power rangers turbo join us again on friday over at milkshakes and mimosas and you can hear us talk about the 2017 power rangers movie and talk about our rankings but if no one is going to join us there, which, by the way, if you listen to this entire podcast, I don't blame you. Um, where, where can we find the people on this podcast? Jason, where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, I, uh, around. I, um, Bad Food for You on Twitter. Um, I write for Bloody Good Horror. So, you know, there's that. Um, cool, cool. do a podcast through Bloody Good Horror where we talk about, uh, horror television so nice sounds like an interesting interesting show mm -hmm. and, um, and milkshakes and mimosas oh yeah that's you know that's a show that you know. people are going to hear next uh kyle where can we find you on the world wide web 
Well, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Twitter of uh, on as Chibi UFO. I post uh, various musings about film, about disability rights activists, about uh, retro video games, about queer shit, about horror. Uh, pretty much anything that goes underneath those lines, uh, you can find me talking about them. Nice, nice. And Mike the Birdman Dodd, where can uh, we find you and your Larigo adventures? Yes, you can find me and Larigo the Sex Fiend uh, most often at uh, thisweekingeek.net. Uh, you can also hear me across uh, various websites and other places on Canadian radio, where I sometimes talk about video games, pop culture, and other things that pop up into the zeitgeist that is the weirdness of geek culture. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, the main account to find me is at thisweekingeek. That Account is managed by both by both me and my co-host Alex. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Birdman Dud. I mostly post meme uh, crap and my cats, and just occasionally I talk about video games and stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Birdman Dud, mostly disability stuff, uh, some political stuff, and uh, just weird musings like why is there a card in Magic: The Gathering where you can summon squirrels? Um, so yeah, you can find me everywhere. Amazing, amazing. It's almost a threat. <laughs> it's almost a threat. If you like this podcast, you can uh, find us on Patreon at Milkshakes and Mimosas. And we're actually having a whole Power Rangers week. We started out the uh, week with a, a Patreon special on the two wrapping pumpkin episodes of Power Rangers. And we are ending with the episode of, I believe, Power Rangers Overdrive, which features a Riverdale actor. Because that's called Synergy, folks. And it's pretty great. You can also email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com if you wish to get into contact with us. And tell me about how Larigo has done some terrible things and I should never, ever talk about him again. Or or Haim Saban. Or Haim Saban. He bad. Haim Saban bad. That's what you should learn from this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you and have a great day.